to tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Uh, tonight we have a special guest, Asif Akbar, correct? Yes. Um, a absolute, I, I would have to say, renaissance man looking at your IMDb page. Um, I don't think there's anything you don't do. Uh, it looks like from special effects to writing to producing to directing to starring. Um, please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Hi, um, yeah, thank you for having me uh, on here, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here talking with you. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, a filmmaker that um, have been blessed to be able to do many different jobs along the way on my journey uh, to becoming a uh, working uh, director, producer, writer uh, in this uh, industry. So uh, it's definitely been a long road. And uh, along the way, you know, I've, I've kind of um, dabbled my feet into uh, all parts of the industry, you know, and the business. Uh, and it's not just filmmaking, but we, um, you know, have to look at it as a business like any other. Uh, it's a product that we're making for the audiences and also distributors and producers and, you know, buyers that need a certain type of content. Uh, and product to put out to the market. So um, a lot of times, you know, like we, we don't think about it, but there's a whole nother side of the business uh, from the development of a project and to packaging it and putting it together. And then of course, you know, we have the production side. Um, and then after you make the product and you have the finished film in hand, then you have to go out and market it, sell it and, you know, distribute it out to the audience that, and then at the same time do all the PR so there's all these different phases and um, you know coming up uh, through the years on my journey um, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to have the experience in all parts of those phases of you know making a movie and getting it out and then putting it together all that to be able to uh, understand a little bit more of you know all the elements that have to come together to yeah. not only make the movie, but to also get it out. So I'm very happy and, and blessed to be able to say my latest film, The Commando, has released on January 7th with uh, Mickey Rourke and Michael Jai White um, that I directed, wrote, and uh, I was one of the writers, um, story writers and producers on it. So um, since then, you know, I've made a dozen more films uh, over the last year and a half, two years during the pandemic um, to where we had to adapt to a whole new formula of filmmaking, which is very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of, you know, ended up doing a little bit of it all. And now I'm focusing more on being a uh, working director. Yeah, I, I see you came from Cleveland. I am a uh, yeah. fellow Ohioan. Um, oh, awesome. I, I meet a lot of Ohioans, believe it or not, outside of Ohio. Yeah. So <laughs> we all, I guess, wanted to get out of there at some point, but I still love, you know, you can't not love Ohio. Yeah. What part of Ohio are you from? Uh, I'm about 30 minutes north of Dayton. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I grew up um, in uh, Parma Heights, you know, about 20 minutes down uh, south of Cleveland. Yeah, I had uh, I had some friends that lived up in that area for the longest time, and I think they're now out. I don't even think they live in the state of Ohio anymore. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, so tell us about the commando. Um I, I, I'm not going to lie, um, when I first, I saw the uh, trailer for this before we even set up the interview, and uh, 
I thought at first because I saw the Commando, and I was thinking for so you know, the, the, I was like, oh, they're rebooting the Schwarzenegger movie, and uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and then I looked into it. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, this sounds cool. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of Mickey Rourke, uh, Michael Jai White, yeah, happy, happy, right? Um, uh, Fahey, I I like him, um, and you, it had me that I'm like, ah, oh, okay, this is this is good cast. I'm I'm looking into it, and then. Uh, then we said we got the interview and I was like, oh, okay, this, this, this is the guy that made this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've actually, um, uh, I've been doing a, a, quite a few different interviews and um, there's actually been a few different um, people that told me the same thing. You just said, like, they came across the movie and they're, because, you know, we got tremendous press on it, which was really cool, um, you know, nationally, internationally, all over. So people came across it naturally and, and a lot of them said the same thing where they just had watched the trailer or they just had read something about it. And then, you know, the next day they hear, you know, we're scheduling an interview. So um, it's cool to always, you know, know that people, um, you know, notice your work, obviously. And so, yeah, I mean, Commando was one of those projects that came together really fast and it was kind of unexpected of, you um, you know, the timing of it all. And that's one of the things I've learned in this business and in the work we do is timing is everything. It's a, a definitely a big major part of, um, you know, what gets made and when. And at that time in 2020, you know, we were facing the pandemic and we had to adapt and change a lot of things in, in the business. And some projects that we were working on that we were sure that was gonna happen that year, just had to, you know, be pushed or canceled or whatever for many different reasons. And then uh, some other projects that we thought were going to take some time ended up moving up. So we ended up making the commando and shooting it on location. Um, I believe it was October of 2020. Um, and then, you know, it was in post and it took some time and it just released out. But uh, that was a very nice and exciting project. But we just had a very limited schedule you know it, it just happened so fast uh we shot that whole movie in about 11 11 and a half days it, i mean it looks like a big movie and and you tell me that you filmed it in 11 days it's just is amazing and I, I give this to any filmmakers out there right now especially um I, i'm looking into uh, a lot of shows and stuff movies that have gotten canceled and it's, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff like that. And the costs and stuff, preventative. Um, that these guys are, like yourself, are still putting out movies. And the fact that you're, you're doing on, on a uh, not, you know, giant blockbuster budget. And you're out there, you know, kicking butt and, and keeping it going. And that's an amazing feat right now. So. Thank you. Yeah, and it's actually uh, interesting. Um to be in the indie side of the business now um, because we are getting more opportunities and the freedom to be able to take risks on making, you know, uh, certain projects uh, and tell certain stories that are almost impossible to tell through studio films and the bigger, bigger budget movies because um, obviously you know, they're more riskier and nowadays, you know, the studio system, uh, they're you know, making things that are a little bit more guaranteed, which is, again, not, not anything wrong with it because it is the business. Um, but it's interesting because there's so many different, you know, um, uh, parts of the business with different types of, you know, films. And for a while there, 
a lot of our uh, us filmmakers were kind of frustrated that we weren't being able to uh, just kind of experiment with certain stories or styles of films, which I believe now with the indie world becoming much larger in the world of streamers and you know Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, all those uh, outlets are given tremendous support and access and opportunities for a lot of young filmmakers uh, like myself and old who um, are being able to have more freedom in being able to make the movies they want to make. And um, I'm seeing that firsthand with even some of the movies I was able to get made and are in the process of getting made right now. Um, they definitely wouldn't be possible uh, if the industry didn't change and, and all these other different avenues and opportunities didn't open up. And so we have more platforms now that we have to contribute to with, with content. So right now there's more demand for content than ever. And so you just got to adapt and figure out exactly what kind of movie you're making. You know, when we're making these kinds of movies, we're not trying to make an Oscar winning film or shooting for something that we know is not realistic. It's, um, you know, with the understanding of what kind of movie you're making, who you're making it for, who your audience is going to be, and what resources and time you have to make, you know, and at the end of the day, we got to make the product and move on to the next. And, uh, you know, and of course, there are times when we get that one opportunity to make, you know, that one special film that means a little bit more than just turning it over and flipping for the business. Yeah. And um, I know this is, I came from the uh, video side of it. I was a video store manager for years. Uh, I remember, you know, getting screeners and stuff because they wanted you to carry the product and whatnot and uh i worried that with the death of the video store <clears throat> that you know filmmakers such as yourself the lower budget movies and stuff would, would kind of fade away but it seems to be the exact opposite now you've got everybody looking for content you got everybody looking for the you know the mm -hmm. next you know and I, I think it's cool because, like I said, you, you I'm looking at your list of stuff that you've got, and you've got everything from action movies to sci-fi to horror, and you're filling the niche across the board for content so that we can get stuff out there. So, and I appreciate that. <laughs> no, thank you, and I appreciate you, and I actually, you know, uh, in high school uh, and through college, um, I also worked in the uh, movie theaters. Um, so I got to see and be familiar with that side of the world. And back then, you know, we had the 35 millimeters and then, you know, we went through the whole transition of digit, being digital and even through, you know, the phases of, of different years, uh, I grew up, you know, learning and, and doing work in production. We had to adapt with different technology. Um, and just like that, I think the technology evolving um, definitely uh, took over and filled some gaps and also uh, created more opportunities. You know, obviously, you know, with the blockbuster videos and other video stores, family video, they were great. I mean, we grew up on those. Those were almost like a cultural thing, um, just like going in the movies that mm -hmm. it will never really get old. Even through the pandemic, you know, a movie like Spider-Man uh, broke all records. Um, and we had a, we, we were blessed to be in a theatrical, even though it was limited. And then internationally, we got, you know, decent theaters uh, with the commandos. So um, there's still that culture that's alive and the fire is burning there where one day it'll still come back because, you know, in some countries, it's that cultural thing where 
that's all people do. They go to the movies. It's a family event or whatever. Even here, you know, you have a date, you go to the movies, you have a family, you know, get together, or you want to go out on Sunday with the family, you go to the movies, you know? Um, so I don't think that culture will ever be gone. Same thing, like with the video store concept, you know, before we didn't have the internet power or the resources to be able to just stream movies and have that library accessible, you know, on your TV with a smart TV. But now uh, when we had video stores, I remember even making that trip to the video store just to even see what's new out there or what's there that you've missed and, and to make that trip out and, you know, walk through those aisles. That was uh, eventful in itself, you know, and, and yeah. I remember we used to look forward to it, just like going to the movies to look forward to watching the new movie out that week. So um, now, you know, the Netflix and them, they try very hard to create the original content and release those weekly. Um, but there's still that gap, I think, uh, that um, still need to be filled. And some countries, believe it or not, and I learned this from my whole distribution and sales side of it when I was working there is um, uh, there are certain territories in the world markets like in the Philippines and other places even in Mexico where the VHS market is still very well alive and oh. and they're dominating with very very low um, quality content like very low. I'm talking about like people that are still making movies on a VHS camcorder yeah. that are just putting it out and, and just with and, and, and people are buying them like crazy. I mean, these movies are making like six figures because that's the only content they have available on VHS in those territories. That's the only new movie that they get. So every week they're still going to their local video shop trying to see what movies there that's brand new. And it could be a hundred dollar movie, but they don't care because it's just a new movie on VHS. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, if studios, uh, uh, decided one day, hey, we want to go back to the VHS route, there'd probably be a you know market for it. Just like with DVDs. DVDs are still alive and kicking. Oh yeah. You know, not as much, but there's still there's still definitely a market and people are making money off of them for sure. And I just had another movie release uh, through Lionsgate uh it was a Christmas movie, Ace and a Christmas Miracle on November 16th, just this past Christmas. And um that was on DVD, you know, across the nation and everywhere. So um they still do good. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I, I own, not only do I do this, but I own my own comic book video game store and I oh, sell no. DVDs and people go, oh, people still buy DVDs. I'm like, they buy DVDs almost every oh, day. Yeah. Like records, people yeah. still buy records. I, you know, I, buy, I buy vinyl almost a couple times a week. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you talk about VHS tapes. I, uh, they just had that documentary about, um, Oh man, I can't. I can't remember where it's at. It's, I believe it's in Africa. Uh, that these guys go out and they make these super low budget movies for fifty bucks, and they're the <laughs> biggest stars in in their in their territory because they put out these on VHS. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I, I know that's making a big comeback because there a lot of these new, like especially horror movies, have been released on VHS tapes. Yeah, like special editions or something like yeah. that, right? With, with like that type of uh, styled uh, covers and, and the posters and stuff yeah I, i've seen some of those those are pretty cool actually especially for all the old classic movies i think uh, that's a really cool idea well I, I mean they've done it with some new movies like movies that just came out relatively recently oh yeah 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 like um yeah they've been doing that 
for sure. Um, I think even like uh, they're they're like with Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think they yeah. did that, and then they make the book on it. So yeah, there's definitely a market for it. Um, I would say. Um, but yeah, like um, I, you know, I'm I'm always open to the change and you know adapting to new ways um, and the technology, and that's one of the ways we keep up with with having a job in this business also you can have all the experience in the world making movies for 40 years but if you don't adapt to the current uh, then you know you're going to be left behind uh, oh, so yeah, that's definitely. you know what we see every day yeah um now like i said you got commando you've got sci-fi movies and stuff like that what is your favorite genre to work in it's like if you can um, I'm having a lot of fun working on action movies. I gotta tell you, because I know I've always loved action movies growing up, and I feel like you know every filmmaker, actor, you know, uh, we we always kind of dream of doing that one great big action movie, um, and those are the ones that inspire us because there's always so much um, you can do with it, and you know you can be um, creative and you know, like look at directors like James Cameron, they were also innovators, you know, mm -hmm. you can find new ways to uh, capture the vision. Uh, you can also with horror and sci-fi. So I like those that, you know, allow me to push the boundaries as a filmmaker, but doing horror, I've done quite a few of it uh, now. And, and I kind of, you know, I produce a lot of horror, but directing, it takes you to a, you know, uh, a dark place, you know, whatever you um, work with the subject matter, especially as a director, actor, um, you have to kind of consume that so much to the point where, uh, you know, your entire environment, mindset, all becomes uh, a part of that tone. And right now where I am in, in, you know, in the place I am in life, I just, you know, uh, don't like to carry that weight on my shoulders uh, as a director, of, you know, always dealing with the darkness and, and dark locations and thoughts and ideas and visions, uh, which, you know, I love watching horror movies, but to make them, it takes you to a different place. So I am enjoying doing a lot more fun movies like action. Uh, when I made that family uh, Christmas movie, you know, the family comedy, that was a lot of fun. It was relaxing, it was peaceful. Um, doing action just pushes, you know, you to your limits of creativity as well. Um, and plus, you know, it's just fun writing action and, and filming it and, even watching it um, and to see it come alive it's it's pretty cool cool, cool. um i i ask this of all the people that i know that make movies um money is no object who are you hiring for your movie oh so as an actor i mean there's so many i would say uh jack nicholson and leonardo dicaprio for sure yeah 100 percent cool um no, like I said, you just did Commando, and that's the one that's just dropping. Uh, what was it like working with uh, uh, Rourke and uh, White? Um, it was actually a very uh, interesting experience. They're both, you know, two different uh, styled uh, actors and um, come from two different, uh, completely two different uh, markets. But uh, everyone got along so well, and we were able to create magic. I mean, you can imagine in 11 days having the limited time and schedule we had to all work well together and you know um, enjoy it at the same time to be able to pull it off uh, we had no time to waste um, and and everyone I mean Mickey was there uh, the entire time from coming on set to leaving 
um, right there standing on set. Wouldn't even really go and relax in his trailer. He was there ready to work. Michael, you know, put in some time in prep and, and was always accessible. Um, so they both were passionate about it and to work with, um, uh, you know, uh, someone like Mickey Rourke, who's been there and done that for decades uh, with the top of the top directors and actors. Um, and to hear some of those stories in between the takes and to kind of, you, you know, um, be in that presence of, of just old Hollywood um, was pretty magical. I mean, it, it gives you definitely a uh, boost of motivation and energy on set to be able to get more excited about what you're doing together. Um, I, I gotta ask you, uh, is, uh, uh, Michael, is he, is he as intense in real life as he, uh, cause I've talked to a guy who's worked with him in the past and he was, uh, um, cause he's very disciplined martial artist and he's, he was, he goes, man, he just, he's just an intense guy. He just, he gets very passionate. I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's passionate for what he does um, but he's a nice guy. I mean, that's the thing. He, he does care about what he does and what he's putting on screen. So for that, I mean, I don't know, you know, what your friend oh, he, was he just, really, he, he wasn't like, he, he was kind of almost intimidated because. Yeah. I mean, well, of course, like, I mean, you know, yeah. he, this presence he had, I mean, he's a yeah, big he guy, he's a, he's a tough, I mean, he's, I wouldn't want to mess with him for sure, you know, and get in a fight, but uh, he's fought some of the, you know, the top of the top guys on screen and he looks like a badass i mean obviously he is an intimidating looking guy but he's also such a you know nice guy i mean he's like a big teddy bear almost where um he, you know he's very um open-minded and and accessible for people to really you know talk to him about anything i mean he's he's uh, uh overall great guy you know and i've gotten to know him um he's a great yeah, you know, obviously a, a legendary uh, martial artist and actor in his own right, but he's also a great family man, husband, you know, father and, and friend, and he's very loyal. Sweet. Um, now, do you have any advice for people like beginning filmmakers, beginning actors, you know, because like I said, you've done everything. Uh, do you have any advice for anybody out there? Um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, there are so many, uh, but one of the things uh, for newcomers that are getting into it or, or uh, you know, dreaming of, you know, becoming something in the business and whether it's acting, directing, being a filmmaker, whatever it is, even if you want to be an editor, you have to really be passionate for it and, and learn that, um, you know, the sooner the better you figure that out that, no, this is really what you want to do. A lot of times people go into it, you know, thinking about the, uh, glitz and glamour and all the glory of being famous and rich but it's doesn't just happen that way and it's not that way I mean that's the thing is we work tremendously hard to even have an opportunity to get to a place where we you know uh, to me getting paid and getting the money and and some fame or whatever is the bonus side of it mm -hmm. my first reason I do this is because I love doing this. This is my passion. This is, you know, what I've learned to um, do with uh, and, and develop as a skill set to be able to make a living doing and have a career in. Uh, but it took time and, and a lot of patience. And, you know, it all started with my passion of knowing why I want to do this and why I love this. 
And it takes you a journey. I mean, some people, they might just know this is what they want to do and they'll give it their all till the end. And some people, they start the journey, they figure out it's not for them and it's okay. But it is one of those industries where if you don't end up being an actor, you can find another place for yourself in the business of making movies and whatever way you want to contribute. You know, you can be a cameraman, an editor, a director, producer, writer, actor. Uh, there's hundreds of jobs in this business. And this, uh, you know, when we work on a movie set, there's over 100 people working, you know, contributing, even being a PA. They, everyone's doing their part. Um, so it's okay to find, you know, other um, positions and areas you can still be involved in making movies with. And that's one of the things I learned coming up. At first, I thought, you know, actors were the ones that really made the movies because they're the face of it, you know, when I was a younger kid. Mm -hmm. And then as I matured up and learned all the different positions and elements that come together to make a movie, I kind of grew into, uh, you know, uh, other positions and trying them out. That's how I was able to do so many different jobs and learn and experience um, all the different elements that takes to make a movie and get it out. <laughs> that, that's cool. Um, with the amount of stuff you've got coming out, um, do, you, are, are, do you have physical media out there in Walmart or, or I actually, I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah, there's always, I mean, uh, now it's getting to the point where uh, I'm kind of losing track of what's where, but yeah, I mean, you can find my movies um digitally anywhere they're available and also physically there are dvds out of um you know a lot of my movies that went to dvds uh you'll even find them you know in walmart's uh, dollar store bins wherever but uh, ebay um but yeah i mean nowadays you know you can google and find a lot of that easily um let's see where are we at here imdb and google they yeah go as a great combination together <laughs> Like I said, I'm, I, I I was going through when I when I, I got the interview, I was like, oh, okay, let's let's find all the stuff, and and I'm like, wow, that's just you you put out a lot of stuff. Um, I I've got to ask you you've done uh, uh produced I believe some Amityville related movies. Uh, and there's more coming. I mean, <laughs> it just won't stop. I guess. Um, yeah, it's fun. You know, sometimes that's I like to uh, give a lot of also up and coming young filmmakers an opportunity of, of um, some of the uh, resources that I have. And uh, for them, you know, it's always good to start off with smaller films um, and to kind of grow uh, into doing, you know, obviously bigger films, because just being a director isn't just being creative and, you know, ordering people around and telling your story. It's about management and understanding the scope of uh, the project um, that you know you have to put out. And it's not just uh, making the film. Again, it's going back to kind of understanding and keeping in mind of the whole business side of it all. So I like to you know definitely consult a lot of young filmmakers and get involved in helping them get their movies made. And one of the franchises recently have been uh, Amityville. That's been very, um, you know, resourceful for young filmmakers to be able to make on a shoestring. And at the same time, they have a demand uh, with the audiences to get some sort of, um, you know, bigger and more um, bigger platform releases. That's what I assist with. And sometimes I help them put it together. So I, you know, end up being a producer 
uh, on some of these uh, other smaller films, which I enjoyed the process also of being able to guide, you know, up and coming filmmakers into uh, taking, you know, that journey and also figuring out, you know, what they can or can't do or what they want to do. Yeah. Um, I got one more question here. Do you have sure. a go-to crew that you love to work with? Like a go-to actors? Yeah, and- absolutely. absolutely. I actually have uh, multiple go-to crews. And one of the uh, newer films I did uh, just wrapped about uh, three weeks ago. It's in post right now, Mojave Diamonds. Uh, one that I'm very proud of um, because I was able to utilize a lot of um, the connections and crew that I've built up over the years to bring them into one and, and kind of handpick certain individuals for certain roles and positions to be able to, um, you know, also blend a lot of the best of the best people I know to make s- such an exciting new project. I can't wait to share with everyone. But um, just like that, you know, I, I that was one of the movies that I was able to kind of pick and choose and blend from, you know, the multiple different crews that I have to kind of create this hybrid, you know, super crew that was appropriate for that particular project. So every project is different and they require different, you know, skill sets and different styles. Um, but, you know, I, I am blessed to be able to say I have a Rolodex of crew like that, that I can, you know, pick and choose for certain jobs because uh, that's what that, you know, certain genre or subject matter calls for. Okay. Um, uh... Would you like to tell us um, where we can watch your movies at currently? Um, I know. Uh, yeah, um, Amazon has a lot of the titles. Um, and then, you know, you can go to uh, IMDb, get a list of a lot of the movies I've produced and directing. And then um, uh, you can see, you know, if they're released or if they're coming, when they're going to be released or, you know, where they're available. Sometimes IMDb will give you that access as well. A lot of it's on Amazon, um, a lot of the streamers. Uh, nowadays also, you have the option to be able to search filmmakers on all the different platforms, even iTunes, you know, mm-hmm. Apple TV, all there and, and, and everywhere, Amazon, Netflix. So if you even put in my name in whatever platform you're in, then you'll be able to, you know, I guess filter out whatever movie I'm involved in. Okay, cool. Well, um, I don't wanna take up too much more of your time there. I do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure uh, and uh, it's been fun um i'm going to start burning through your list of movies here <laughs> <laughs> well thank you i appreciate it um and uh i hope to have you back again sometime when you're got another movie coming out so sure thank you paul and uh, happy new year have, have a new year to you man take care all right take care bye-bye James Baker, yeah? DEA, military. I gotta tell you, I'm very impressed. Daddy! It's nice to have you home. I feel much better now. I found something in my room. You found all of that money? We have to tell mom and dad. You don't know who this money belongs to. I heard you were getting out today. Oh, Jesus. Let's go. We got some business to take care of. Three million. Where is it? Our old house.
on my daughters. Now make sure you die. You're just gonna have to kill me then, boy. What are we gonna do? Don't worry, I'm built for this. Enough with the game, sweetheart. Uh, we'd like to thank Asif for appearing tonight on tonight's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Um, very interesting guy. Uh, some interesting movies coming out. Um, but um, so keep an eye out. We'll post some of his information here at the end. And as always, Group Therapy Podcast is brought to you by RU Game, the best comic book collectible uh, DVD RPG nerd store in, located in Pickle, Ohio, located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. And as always, you can watch me on Saturday morning serials and my new show, Sci Fridays. Sci Fridays, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And Saturday morning serials, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you guys take care, and I will see you next time for more group therapy podcasts. Take care.